This is the XBEL 375. How about the move for Kyle Kirkwood? You guys have talked about it. He restarted 23rd, came up through the field, got into the top 10 in about four laps, and those four fresh fire stones helped a ton. Look at some of these moves this rookie is making on the racetrack. What happened between these two guys? Well, DeFrancesco's just starting to slide up a little bit mid-corner. Sato doesn't want to have to go any higher than he already is into the dust, into the marbles. And unfortunately, he was just forced up there. For Aaron McLaren SP, first up, Pato Award hits his front left tire changer. And that's not all to go wrong with the team because his teammate also had misfortune. Felix Rosenquist skids through the box, needs to be pushed back. Kyle Kirkwood and that black AJ Foyt. Kirkwood loses it. The 14's in the wall. That amazing run has come to an end for the star rookie. He's up above Devlin DeFrancesco there, and yeah, he just has his right rear a little bit up in that, that darker track surface, not as much grip, and, and around it goes. You know, Townsend, at that point, you're really just a passenger. There's a big crash, three cars in the wall. DeFrancesco. One of the Meyer Shank cars is Elio involved. Elio Castro Neves and Graham Rahal. This is what happened with Colton Herta a couple years ago with Scott Dixon. Exactly. Side by side. Inside, you see Cashinev was on the outside. Look, look at the yellow car on the left. Yeah, that's uh, ill-advised. Ambitious move for sure. Rookie mistake. Scott McLaughlin restarts the field once again. Dixon in that bright orange and blue PNC Bank Honda looks to the inside and has to defend. Here goes Rinas VK up and around at Marcus Ericsson, wheel to wheel. Oh, the pass for the lead is happening. Joseph Newgarden into P1. We got a lead change. It is Rinas VK in the Ed Carpenter race at Sonat Chevy to the front. That move was as smooth as Canadian maple. That was amazing going around the outside. Let's take a replay here. That was a sweet, sweet pass. Look at Will Power. Two He's had one. enough of fuel savings. He sends it into one. That's the way to do it in the Verizon Chevy. Jimmy Johnson on Santino Ferrucci. Usually that's the move that Ferrucci pulls off. Jimmy Johnson is in the top 10. We haven't said that since he's been in IndyCar racing. This is where you get nervous, really nervous. Little wiggle for Marcus Erickson. He had to crack the throttle, so he lost a bit of that momentum, but they are still wheel-to-wheel -wheel into turn three, but advantage goes to Joseph Newgard. Look at this up front, McLaughlin on VK. Around they go. And this guy is trying to do what Scott Dixon did a couple of years ago by winning back-to-back -back the first two races of the season. White flag waves, one to go for Scott McLaughlin. Lee Callum Island's last lap was 190 miles an hour. This is going to give Newgarden a chance on the back straightaway. Look out, look out. Malukas is first one on the list. Got to go to the inside. McLaughlin can't get there, though. Not close enough. Teammate is coming. Here comes Joseph Newgarden on oh, the high side. Newgarden on McLaughlin. It's going to be a drag race. Newgarden has done it. Newgarden wins on the final lap. How about that? Joseph Newgarden and the PPG Chevy wins in Texas. Let's go, team. After Scott McLaughlin led 186 of the 248. There's only one lap that counts, and Newgarden did it. Watch the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, Sunday, April 10th at 3 p.m. on NBC. And with that, 
Welcome to episode number 19 of the Push to Pass podcast. I am Derek Vance, as always, uh, sitting in here with me. It's been a few weeks since we've been uh, on the air, but uh, Josh Roberts is here with us. And, and Josh, uh, right before the uh, the open there, uh, we had uh, highlights of the 2022 Expel. Uh, 375 there from the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, what a uh, uh, thrilling uh, finish there, as you see uh, Scott McLaughlin just edging out, or not, excuse me, Mar or, uh, Joseph Newgarden, rather, just edging out uh, Scott McLaughlin uh, for the win there. And I, I think uh, all roads uh, seem to, seem to uh, go towards uh, this being a exciting uh, finish uh, as well uh, with the, the first speedway on the circuit this year. Yep. I <clears throat> can't wait. As I've always said, I love speedways. Uh, they are probably my favorite. Uh, a lot more passing. Um, growing up in Indy, you always had uh, had had the 500. So I mean, going around, going around, other <clears throat> just making left turns is always fun for me to watch. Um, but I can't wait. Uh, Texas is always a great uh, great track. Uh, they get uh, they get those speeds going and. Like they said, it's uh, at the end of that race. There it was a drag race back to the back to the start finish line, and uh, Joseph Newgarden pulled out the win. And we'll see if he can uh, repeat it for a second year in a row. Yeah, uh, absolutely. As uh, we uh, put the uh, schedule there up on the screen uh, for everyone, we are in to uh, race number two uh, right there at the uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here uh, shortly, but it is uh, the uh, PPG uh, 375 uh, from the Texas Motor Speedway. And if you are a little bit uh, unfamiliar uh, with what the uh, Texas Motor Speedway has, well, uh, we will throw the uh, first. We'll get to the uh, track map uh, that you see is uh, is up. Speedway is repaved and re it was redesigned in uh, 2017. The Texas Motor Speedway features uh, 20 degrees of banking in turns one and two and 24 degrees of banking in turns three and four and a wide minimum 60 feet of racing surface has produced such memorable moments uh, since the uh, NTT IndyCar Series began racing at the one and a half mile oval in 1997. And, and Josh, just like we, uh, we showed there at the, uh, the Open, uh, no, no other uh, memorable finish than uh, what we've seen there just one year ago. Oh yeah, uh, that was a really memorable finish uh, coming to the end. Uh, no, New Garden was able to uh, edge him out, and at the end, um, <clears throat> it's going to be an exciting race. I can't wait. Uh, I've got my popcorn uh, ready to be popped, and uh, got some uh, caramel I'm gonna put over my over my corn. You know, I don't like uh, regular popcorn gotta gotta go with the gourmet popcorn but i think it's gonna be a great race um the, the just the speeds that these cars can get up to i remember uh, a couple years ago that they were um they were talking about how fast these cars were going sometimes they were pulling at least one or two g's and i mean that can that can put a lot of force on the body so uh this track is spectacularly difficult and it's uh, going to be interesting to see how how these drivers adapt and uh, especially i know it's uh it's only early spring but i can imagine down there in texas it's going to be quite hot yeah it is going to be interesting to see the speed uh that that these guys and gals um are going to be able to to pull in, because uh, we talked about uh, last year's winner, Joseph Dugard, and you talk about speed. Uh, his average uh, lap speed was 165 uh, miles an hour. So it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, uh, if he will be able to replicate uh, that. Let's take a look at the schedule here uh, this weekend for the NTT IndyCar Series, the PPG 375 from the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, things kick off on Saturday, uh, April 1st, 
uh, between uh, for an hour practice between 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then uh, in about uh, two hours and 15 minutes later, it's qualification. So you get that first uh, hour's worth of practice in, and then you have uh, about uh, two hours and 15 minutes, give or take, uh, to make uh, those last-minute tweaks there on, uh, on your machine uh, before it is time to go to qualifications, which you see are going to last about an hour from 12.15 to 1.15. And then uh, you got a another uh, semi-practice session, uh, so to say. They want to get that uh, high line session is what that is. They want to get some grip uh, up there if uh, any driver chooses uh, to uh, to ride that uh, high line. Uh, that's what that uh, little 15-minute um, uh, session uh, is going to be about. And then you come back uh, 15 minutes later for final practice uh, from 2.30 to 3.30. And then uh, you have till Sunday uh, to make those last uh, minute tweaks to try to get as much speed out of your, out of your car as you can, uh, because 12.10, that is when the green flag drops. So uh, a quick weekend, uh, Josh, so to say, looking at the, uh, uh, the schedule, uh, a lot of things kicking off on Saturday, but the most important, uh, the race kicking off on Sunday. Yep. Uh, those, uh, those practices are definitely going to be, um, vital to, to figuring out the handling of the cars. Um, I also was made aware today that the NASCAR trucks are going to be there, uh, on uh, Saturday. So that's going to, um, I don't know if the, if the tires are the same compound as what the uh, IndyCar uses, but, uh, that could be interesting to see those trucks put, put on some, put some more rubber down to <clears throat> give it a little more grip. Um, especially with, uh, with, with, with the race going on at noon, it's going to, the high noon, you know, the sun's going to be up as high as it is, and it's going to be the hottest of the day. So how, how, how well are those tires going to stick um, diff, going from the different, uh, different tire, di <clears throat> tire dimensions and, uh, and compounds? It'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm really hoping that there's a lot of passing, a lot of uh, lot that these guys aren't uh, too timid and don't, uh, don't just sit back. I want to see a good race. I don't want to see a follow the leader type of race. I don't know about you, Derek, but uh, I, love, I love me some passing. Well, I, I love going when they go three wide and uh, going through that through that turn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm hoping to see uh, a lot of passing uh, as well. And and I wonder uh, with the new uh, you know style of body that is on these cars, uh, how much this is going to impact uh, coming up in in a few months. The the month of May, obviously, on that uh, two and a half mile uh, speedway here in, in Indianapolis. So it's it's going to set the table. Uh, I think uh, Sunday is definitely going to set the table uh, for things to um, to come uh, when it's time for the the month of May and in the greatest spectacle in racing. Uh, just looking at a couple uh, past winners. Uh, Josh, as we mentioned uh, last year, uh, Joseph Newgarden. And then in, in 2021, believe it or not, they had two races uh, in Texas. Uh, Scott Dixon and, and Pato Award respectively won that. Uh, 2000 and 2018, it was uh, Scott Dixon finding his way to a victory lane uh, both uh, years there. And then in, in 2019, uh, Joseph Newgarden uh, was the winner there. So a lot of uh, you know, past winners that are still in the field, uh, 2017, Will Power, uh, 2016, Graham Rahal, uh, 2015, Scott Dixon, uh, 2014, Ed Carpenter, 2013, Elio Castroneves. So definitely a lot of past winners uh, in the field that are going to uh, be making uh, this uh, race on Sunday as well. And uh, before we get into anything else, let's hear from some of those drivers that are going to be participating uh, in this weekend's race, uh, previewing the Texas Motor Speedway. All right, everyone. Um, we are going to Texas, which is the next race. Really excited. That place brings me a lot of good memories. We won there a lot of times. And, uh, well, we're going back. Unfortunately, last year wasn't a, a good one. However, we we know we can do better. And uh, we really bet our chips on, uh, on this one. So looking forward to Texas, and hopefully we can get another win. Yep, Texas. Uh, it's a, yep, Texas. Uh, it's a great track, obviously for uh, for our, our cars. Um, we've had a, a fantastic showing last year, and uh, and it's a track I've had great results in the past. And 
I'm still chasing a win there. Um, it's 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 been eluding me uh, too many times, and uh, it's a track that I really enjoy. So I look forward to having a great performance. Uh, tire degradation is going to be uh, a massive game, and uh, last year was uh, it was quite important. But this year we have a, a new aero package from IndyCar with a bit more downforce, which should help uh, tires hold on longer and also the pack to be a bit more together. So um, that's going to be an interesting race. Uh, I really look forward to it. It's a day daytime race, um, so it's still going to be a, a handful um, with with managing the tires. Uh, personally, I'm very excited for it. You know, it's it's the beginning of my year. Uh, Saint Pete, unfortunately, didn't meet the expectation with uh, with the crash at the start of the race. Um, so it's time it's time to get some momentum going, and I look forward to it. I'm I'm ready and um, can't wait uh, can't wait to be at a track that I really enjoy. Pretty excited. Pretty excited to head to Texas end of this week. Actually. Um, it was where I made my oval debut in uh, IndyCar. So yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to it. I think this year we've definitely stepped it up a bit. And as it was my first time last year, I'm sure I've stepped it up a bit as well. So yeah, it should be a, it should be a good challenge. I think we've definitely got some good speed. Uh, Chevy helping us a bit on the straight line as well with all that extra power. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, it will also be our first oval with two cars. Um, so that'll be exciting to get to compare a bit and hopefully learn a bit but it's a compact weekend and that never makes it easy but also the challenging side we can hopefully capitalize on uh thanks to both uh meyer shank uh, drivers uh elio castro neves and simon pagino and then right there at the end uh, callum eilat all giving uh, their two cents uh, so to say, as to what uh, what they're looking forward to uh, when it comes to uh, Texas uh, this weekend, and and Josh, just looking at you know some of the drivers uh, that I think are going to have a a real good chance uh, in this race on Sunday, and obviously uh, later on in the show, uh, Mike will uh, handicap uh, some of those drivers that he thinks in the betting world uh, that are going to have a a great shot at winning this race. Uh, you look back historically, we, we just talked about it there. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, he obviously can't count out any of the uh, Team Penske uh, guys. If it's uh, Joseph Newgarden, Scott McLaughlin, or the reigning champion, reigning defending uh, champion in Will Power. Um, also, I think uh, Scott Dixon is going to be a player here as well. <coughs> and then you can't count out uh, last, uh, well, two weeks ago, uh, winner. Uh, Marcus Erickson uh, as well. So there's a lot of cars, I think, that are capable of, of winning this race uh, this weekend. And, and then one more I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, we talked about this driver uh, at the beginning of the year as potentially not only a 500 champion, uh, but a series champion in uh, Pato Award as well. Yep, you know my fondness for uh, Pato. Uh, I think he's a great young up-and-coming driver. Um, he's... Uh, He's definitely got the chops to be able to win this. Um, not picking him this week. Uh, I think he'll. I think he'll have at least a uh, top five finish. But uh, I'm going to go with someone new this week. I'm not going to. I don't know who, but I think it's going. I think we're going to have have uh, have a driver that uh, is uh, relatively new. Uh, you know, maybe his second or third year in the in the NTT uh, IndyCar series, I think they're going to win it this uh, this week. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of hard-fought battles. Um, I think there will be one large crash that takes out about four or five cars that uh, thins it out. But um, I'm 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 hoping that there's there's a new winner this this week. Uh, I I always like seeing young up-and-coming drivers uh, be able to come out there. Um, one one driver I'm hoping can uh, get at least a top 10 finish is uh, Stingray. Stingray is a great, uh, great driver up and coming. And he's going to, uh, I think he's going to shock a lot of people this week, this weekend. I think he's going to get a top 10. That is a interesting, interesting pick uh, indeed. Um, if you remember, uh, I think before you came on uh, last year, we had the opportunity uh, to uh, talk to uh, Stingray Rob. So, yes, that is somebody to uh, watch out for uh, as well. And uh, I, I think another rookie uh, that's going to try to redeem himself uh, a little bit, uh, I think he was the uh, 
uh, talk of the race a little bit, and I think it comes to uh, the, the 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 split second decision uh, that that he made there in in St. Pete, and I think he's going to want to redeem himself uh, for that. So I'm I want to keep my eye on Benjamin Peterson uh, as well. I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, I think uh, that that first race uh, was a fluke uh, for him, and then uh, you know the the crash that you know he ultimately caused, you know hitting. Uh, hitting uh, the the car that he did, uh, Devlin DeFrancesca, and sending him completely in the air. Um, I think that's going to be something that uh, Benjamin Peterson is going to try to redeem himself on uh, this Sunday in Texas. Yep, uh, I think he, I think he'll uh, probably try to drive a little bit more safer this time. Uh, he the the one thing that I know that I think I don't know, but I think you know with the ovals, you're not going to have as many cars in the first turn trying to die, you know, dive down there to try to get, um, try to get position. Um, you know, la- the, in, in, uh, in the race a couple weeks ago, you know, it was the first race back and everyone was antsy and they just were like, I got to get there. I got to get there right now. And you know, they, they just forgot that, like I said, it's not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, you know, just because just because you don't lead lap number one or you're in, you know, let's say P12 going after the first three or four laps doesn't mean anything. You are always one turn, one, you know, driver losing control and taking out half the field to where you gain five or six spots and you're right up there contending, contending for the win. So, um, I think, uh, and I'm, I'm hoping, uh, that, uh, De Francesco can, uh, can have a better have a better weekend this this week. You know, we had a short weekend la- on our last race due to the due to the big crash, and uh, I felt bad for the guy. I, I never want to see a guy go out there and on the first turn before before they're even twenty seconds into the race be out of the race. It's just it's it's disheartening, and I don't like seeing that. having some technical issues um derek i can't hear you oh, yeah, let's go. let's let's try that again but yeah i'm yeah i'm at i i, I hit the mute button on this I forgot to un, unmute it but but i but i'm i'm absolutely right there uh with you it's 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 disheartening like you said uh for a team and a driver to put in as much work as they did uh in the off season getting ready uh for this season specifically saint pete and then uh you know having your your race uh, taken out within the first uh, five minutes or so of the race. So yes, definitely hoping that uh, uh, Benjamin Peterson and all of the other cars uh, that were in a wreck, no fault of their own, uh, have a better uh, show uh, this coming Sunday in Texas. Uh, speaking of a driver coming back, um, it was uh, announced this week that uh, Jack Harvey um, of the number 30 uh, custom entertainment, uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing Honda is going to be, re- he's going to be medically cleared and, re- and be able to return uh, back to uh, the track in Texas. Like I said, uh, after a tough opening race to his 2023 season, uh, Jack Harvey has been cleared to race in his number 30 custom entertainment, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing Honda at at Sunday's NTT IndyCar Series race at the one-and-a-half-mile Texas Motor Speedway Oval. Uh, The Britain native was involved in a heavy crash at the opening season race at St. Petersburg that wasn't anything of his making. Uh, He was taken to a local hospital for evaluation before being released soon after the event's completion. Uh, Suffering injuries to one of his arms, Harvey was not cleared uh, to participate in recent uh, private testing at uh, Barber Motorsports Park, uh, but the April 1st and 2nd race at Texas Motor Speedway on the horizon, uh, the series medical staff asserted that the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan driver uh, assessed rather the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan driver and gave him the green light to compete at round two. Uh, Quote, I have been medically cleared to resume activities on the track, Harvey said. It's been an interesting couple weeks in St. Petersburg itself. So it's really great news heading into the weekend. And that just means that we can really focus on getting ready for Texas and then the other races coming up after that. 
but I really appreciate everyone's concern and support. And yeah, looking forward to being out on the track again as quickly as we can and having a great weekend in Texas. Uh, this is Harvey's second season with the team, and he hopes to uh, be able to participate in his first Texas race for uh, uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing after crashing and suffering a concussion during practice at last year's event. So uh, uh, Josh, definitely glad to see um, Jack Harvey. Uh, back behind the wheel of that number 30 uh, custom entertainment for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanning, and Racing. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, Jack out there racing his butt off. Um, some some bad injuries, you know, just some bad luck, uh, just like just like uh, we were talking about. DeFrancesco had some bad luck, but uh, not being able to uh, be in the car for, for a little while, especially, you know, preparing – Preparing for Texas is it had to have been hard, and I'm uh, I'm excited he's going to be back. Uh, don't ever want to see anybody get hurt to where they can't be able to uh, function in doing their 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 day job, as as to speak. If I mean, if you can call call what they do a day job, you know it's it's more like a, it's it's a lifestyle. It's what they do. But I hate I hate seeing people get hurt, and it uh, it's a good thing. I can't wait to see. I'll be rooting. I'll be rooting for him. To, uh, to finish pretty high this coming weekend. Yeah, that's definitely uh, someone else, uh, I think, to, uh, to keep your eye on. Uh, you know, he's got his batteries uh, refreshed uh, a little bit there, so to say. And uh, like I said, glad to see uh, Jack be able to, uh, uh, to get back to doing what he enjoys, obviously, and that is behind the wheel of a NTT Indy car. Uh, we're supposed to be having uh, Shannon Davis uh, joining – Shannon Scott, rather, <laughs> Shannon Davis. Uh, Scan Shannon Scott uh, joining us. I'm just waiting for her uh, to uh, to pop in the room. Uh, but before she does that, let's take a look at uh, and uh, talk about, uh, Josh, uh, some of these uh, sponsors that uh, make it possible here for the Push to Pass podcast to do some of the things that they are able to do. Uh, first and foremost, huge thank you to Always Ready 1776. Uh, if you're looking for a great apparel, uh, headwear, and anything else patriotic, remember, go check out alwaysready1776.com. And if you use their promo, our promo code, rather, Push to Pass uh, at checkout, you will receive 10% off of your order always ready dot always ready 1776.com also a huge thank you uh, to uh, to get them associates incorporated uh, for all your design and remodeling contractor needs it's get them associates uh, remember uh, again as the as I just mentioned uh, use the promo code uh, push to pass for $250 off any uh, design service that is get them associates for all your design build and remodel needs it's getem.com so i uh, definitely thank uh, both of them uh, for being uh, sponsors of uh, this uh, this great show that is rolling to 19 uh, episodes now uh, definitely looking forward to some huge things uh, that we have uh, Josh coming down uh, uh, down the pike from uh, you know being able to uh, to cover uh, some upcoming races and uh, getting some uh, great content and interviews for all of our uh, listeners, uh, Shannon is uh, should be joining us here uh, very shortly, and then uh, Mike from uh, Bet Indy or uh, uh, Burnout or Burnout Bets as well. He'll be joining us. Uh, but is there anything, uh, Josh, before uh, Shannon joins us here uh, that uh, you know we've been uh, reluctantly uh, not to cover uh, the last couple of weeks since we were together last uh, for St. Petersburg? Uh, not that I can think of. Um... I do want to thank our sponsors for, uh, for, for sponsoring the show. Um, if you go on, uh, <clears throat> go on the apparel website, there's some great, there's some great hats and uh, a couple t-shirts I've ordered that are, that are on their way. Hopefully I'll have them by the time, uh, by the time the next show airs, you know, give our sponsors a little bit of a pub out there and, uh, you know, I could always use some remodeling in the house. So get them, get them an associates will be uh, first, will be the first uh, people I call if I need to remodel anything. Um, just excited. Um, like you said, coming up, we got a couple races uh, before we get to Indy, but Indy is going to be a good time. Um, first time I'll be able to go to the race. 
and cover it as a quote unquote journalist. But uh, I'm excited to see that. Uh, excited to see behind the scenes of how how some of the stuff works. Um, I think we're what a little over 100 days, maybe less, for uh, out from the race. Um, then also, there's a couple more races that we're hoping to get to this this year: the Detroit race and the uh, Nashville race, and quite possibly one or two other ones. But I'm I'm excited. Uh, the uh, the season's starting to ramp up. We've got some great guests coming on in the next uh, next couple next couple shows that are exciting to to uh, to do. And uh, one one of the shows uh, in May, I will be doing remotely from uh, from another from another area. Then you won't see this great uh, gather sign that's right here to my back. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, just to uh, just to touch on a few points there that that Josh made. Um, we are scheduled to. to uh, be able to cover all three uh, uh, IMS races, uh, the two road course races, and obviously uh, the Indianapolis 500 just turned in our uh, credential application for that today. And then uh, also, too, uh, we're also looking to not only attend uh, Detroit, which is the next weekend there uh, after the Indianapolis 500, uh, but we're also looking uh, down the road uh, close to August, uh, where we like to go down to uh, to Nashville. So uh, definitely a lot on uh, on our plates, and uh, you know we we enjoy, we absolutely love being able to uh, bring you uh, the viewer uh, content that you that you cannot find uh, anywhere else. So uh, stay tuned not only to this podcast, uh, but uh, the uh, the social media sites website uh, for uh, any any breaking news. Uh, that comes from uh, from IndyCar. Uh, speaking, Josh, of news, uh, let's get to some uh, news headlines, uh, shall we? Uh, first and foremost, uh, we were we found out uh, last week um, that you know we were hoping that maybe our guy RC Enerson uh, was going to uh, uh, be in the Indianapolis 500 this year, uh, unless something drastic. Uh, happens between now and May. Uh, it looks like the field may be set, as it was announced last week, that Ryan Hunter Ray, yes, uh, former IndyCar, Indy, Indianapolis 500 champion, uh, Ryan Hunter Ray is going to be pairing up with Dreyer Reinbold uh, for the Indianapolis 500. A familiar name will be driving in the 107th edition of the Indianapolis 500. Ryan Hunter Ray has signed a sign to drive for Dreyer Reinbold Racing. The 2014 Indianapolis 500 winner will pilot the number 23 Chevy as the Dreyer Reinbolt team takes a bigger swing in decades to capture its first win at the Speedway. Uh, Ryan Hunter Ray will be reunited with Stefan Wilson, a driver of the number 24 Dreyer Reinbolt Chevrolet, after they were teammates at Andretti Autosport in 2018 and 2021, respectively. Quote, I am thrilled to have Ryan Hunter Ray join our lineup for the 2023 Indianapolis 500, said Dennis Reinbold. Ryan is a proven winner at the Speedway, winning in 2014, and is a tremendously talented driver who is a great addition to our team for this year's 500. For the 2020 or the 2012 IndyCar Series champion, making a return to one of the series' heralded, heralded challenging team is a throwback to his early days in champ car racing. I've been eager to share this news for quite some time, Hunter Ray said. This partnership with Dreyer Reinbolt Racing presents a unique opportunity for me, to, for me, and I cannot wait to get back to the track at IMS. I feel laser-focused and energized. The Indianapolis 500 just isn't a motor race for me. It is a way of life. I was incredibly attached to the fact that Dreyer Reinbolt Racing is a, is a streamlined program that puts all of its energy into the month of May. I guess you can say I'm going back to my roots, considering how I started my IndyCar career with similar teams that took flight to bigger efforts and won. If you look at Dreyer Reinbolt's record at Indy in its impressive recent results, the pool of talented engineers and crew, it's a perfect fit. Dennis Reinbold embodies everything the Indianapolis 500 is about. He is, without doubt, one of the Indianapolis 500's most passionate entrants. I look forward to working with him, the entire team, and my teammate, Stefan Wilson. So, uh, Josh, I think, uh, you know, having Ryan Hunter Ray uh, back in a ride for the Indianapolis 500 and filling that field now 
to 33 drivers is something everybody that is a fan of not only IMS, but the Indianapolis 500 wants to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, can't wait to see Ryan out there. Um, he's uh, he's a great driver. And like like you said, he's a former champion. Um, always uh, chasing 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 a win at Indy. I mean, that's the that's the ultimate goal of any Indy car driver, I would imagine. Is to go out there and win the Indy 500 and for him to get another chance. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, and uh, I've I watched him a couple times when I uh, when he was when he was uh, when he was still driving full time. And I mean, he's always a good guy. I've never heard any 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 uh, coarse words about him. He's a professional professional to everyone, and uh, I can't wait to see him out there. He's uh, he's I, I would imagine he's looking looking forward to it. And now that we have uh, 33 cars, can't wait to see how it, how it uh, shakes out in May. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I'm I am excited uh, as uh, if you can't tell uh, to have uh, the the full car field there. And I think Dreyer Reinbold uh, definitely has picked uh, two uh, two great drivers from uh, Stefan Wilson. And now uh, Ryan Hunter Ray. So definitely going to make, uh, if the 500 wasn't uh, any more uh, interesting before, I think it's going to be now with a full car field. Uh, somebody else that uh, I'm, I'm shocked uh, that hasn't had a, or didn't get rather, uh, a full-time ride in 2023 is 2022 Indy Lights champion uh, Lunas Lundquist. Uh, he won the uh, uh, last uh, Indy Lights championship there in uh, 2022 uh, with uh, with five wins and nine podiums and 14 races. Uh, but uh, we finally get to hear from uh, from Lunas as uh, he will be testing uh, for uh, uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, Josh, uh, after the conclusion of uh, of Sunday's race. So it's going to be interesting to see if maybe uh, you know Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Uh, you know, maybe has uh, Linus do uh, maybe a couple spot starts, or if they do have the the funding and the cash, if they got the light cash, uh, so to say, maybe they can put a, a car for him uh, for maybe a couple races this year. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Um, just and it just shows that uh, how competitive uh, IndyCar is. I mean, you have the you have the champion, the reform, the reigning champ, reigning defending champion of uh, of the I don't want to say minor leagues of the the class below IndyCar that he can't even get a full-time ride. I mean, this, this sport is blowing up every day. There is more and more, it's more and more competitive drivers out there trying to, uh, trying to earn a spot. And um, <clears throat> I have no doubt that, uh, that Lundquist is going to be able to um, earn a spot here in the future. And hopefully uh, if they, if he does get Get a couple spot rides here and there. He'll show what he can do and uh, maybe pull off a win. Fingers crossed. But uh, I'll I'll root for the kid. Uh, I'm always rooting for, like I said, I'm always rooting for the young kids to get out there and earn, earn rides. And uh, <clears throat> he also uh, he's got to get on the uh, get on the trail of getting uh, getting sponsors so that he can uh, have a have a couple more rides. Yeah, that's definitely uh, you know the number one factor in in putting a car together, put the car together rather, and and putting a team together. Obviously, is you got to find that funding, and uh, hopefully uh, you know Lunas are and uh, the whole uh, organization over there at uh, Ray Hall Letterman Landing and Racing uh, is able to uh, put something together uh, for him, so he's able to maybe turn some laps uh, in this uh, 2023 season. Uh, two more pieces of uh, of news to uh, to go over. Um, I know I pointed this out to uh, to you today, uh, but it was nice to see that the NTT uh, NTT Data Services and uh, IndyCar uh, have agreed to a uh, multi year deal. Uh, this coming uh, a few days ago, that uh, NTT uh, Global, a leading global technology and business solutions provider, and NTT Data have extended their entitlement partnership. Uh, with uh, IndyCar, North America's premium open-wheel motorsport series, uh, through a multi-year agreement that also includes official technology uh, partner status. So, uh, NTT, if you uh, don't know, has been on uh, the uh, Indy series uh, since uh, 2019, and it looks like uh, they will continue, obviously, uh, that capacity uh, with this multi-year extension uh, that goes into effect 
into uh, the 2024 uh, season. So, you know, Josh, we talk a lot, a lot on here uh, about the IndyCar, uh, you know, branding themselves, uh, getting their name out there. And I think getting, uh, getting able or being able rather uh, to hammer down an extension uh, like they have with, uh, with NTT and NTT data services is definitely a step in the right direction for that. Oh, definitely. Um, stability. That's the, uh, that's the name of the game. If you're, if IndyCar was jumping from title sponsor to title sponsor, it just doesn't, um, it's not good. It doesn't bode well for, for the, for the league, but to be able to keep NTT in there as the title sponsor for the, for uh, at least two year two more years is, is a great thing. You know, whenever you think of NASCAR, you think of uh, the old time it was Sprint, it was uh, Winston, it was Winston, or there was the Bush series, you know, they were, cause they were sponsored by Winston cigarettes or uh, Bush, Bush beer. And, you know, that was synonymous with, with, um, with NASCAR, this, hopefully we can, we can get it to where NTT becomes synonymous with IndyCar and for years to come that it helps both NTT build their brand and it also helps IndyCar, but uh, stability, 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 stability. If you can keep a sponsor for years on end, the, uh, it's, it's the best thing for both sides. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, you talk about how important uh, stability is, and I can think of you know IndyCar going from, you know, uh, what was it, uh, Verizon I, at one point, and then uh, I think there was a, um, I can't think the clothing, the clothing brand. Izod. There we go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, stability is also is huge, and like I said, I think that's how big uh, this deal is. So congratulations to to all sides, and now uh, you know IndyCar now knowing that they have a, a title sponsor uh, for the foreseeable future uh, can now go out and and brand uh, like uh, like we've uh, kind of harped on uh, the last couple shows. Uh, last piece uh, of news uh, before uh, Mike joins us here to talk about the betting aspect of the uh, Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. I know something you're looking forward to, uh, but it was announced today that uh, Brad Paisley is going to headline uh, the Firestone Legends Day concert, which is uh, one day before the Indianapolis uh, 500. Uh, country music star Brad Paisley will headline the Firestone Legends Day concert on Saturday, May 27th at the TCU Amphitheater at the White River State Park in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, Paisley will also be joined by special guest uh, Russell Dick Dickerson and Jackson Dean as well. Uh, the show will open at 7 p.m. with individual performances. Uh, if you're interested in tickets, which I know Josh probably has sold out the place, uh, tickets will be available for purchasing uh, starting uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Friday, March 31st at LiveNation.com. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about this uh, today uh, off air, uh, but how excited are you to see you know Brad Paisley uh, coming to town with two young uh, up-and-coming artists at the at the Amphitheater, uh, outside concerts always have a, a special place uh, with me when it comes to uh, outside concerts. But uh, but what are your thoughts on this? I think it's a good thing. Uh, they're moving it away from the track. They're, uh, I, from my understanding, they're wanting to uh, move the vibe to downtown. That's why they're going with the uh, White River uh, State Park um, Amphitheater. I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, Brad Paisley is a very, very, very good act. I can't wait. Um, as you said, I'm going to buy out the whole place, you know, with my money, you know, light money, as we would say. Um, but uh, it'll be a, it'll be a fun time for whoever ends, whoever goes down. Um, what I would have done was I would have put Brad Paisley at the end of uh, at the end of Georgia Street and just filled up Georgia Street. Uh, you might not have been able to make the money that you would, but uh, it would uh, it would it would certainly be a great thing. You, you know, you, you they shut down Georgia Street a couple of years ago, back in I think 2012 when they had when they had the Super Bowl, and that was a fun thing. Uh, I think you can get a lot more fans in there, uh, get vendors in there. I'm not sure how the um, how the restaurants down Georgia Street would fare. They would be a little they'd uh, they'd need to get some more people, but. I think the the Legends Day concert is always a great thing that they've added. Um, can't wait to see who they put for Carb Day. Hopefully, it's a uh, hopefully it's a good band that uh, everybody can come out and see and have a good time because Carb Day is Carb Day is typically one of the one of the best days of uh, best days of May. 
uh, used to be skip day for all the seniors. Everyone would skip and uh, head to carb day and just have a great time. And uh, <clears throat> the snake pit. So uh, the month of May is going to be going to be going to be a really good one this year. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what uh, great festivities uh, that are uh, built around uh, the race itself where you have Carb Day on Friday, which I'm sure, you know, you never uh, skipped uh, school to go to because school was so important to you. And, and then you have obviously the, uh, the the 500 parade on Saturday, and then you have the, uh, the concert there Saturday evening, which leads to uh, the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. But uh, you were talking about uh, making money, uh, making light money. Well, the man that uh, makes all the money for all of us uh, just uh, stepped in the room. Uh, Mike from uh, Burnout Bets. I know it's been a few weeks, uh, sir, since we uh, spoke with you. Uh, did you uh, already throw your bracket away or uh, did you uh, make some money off of that? Uh, I, I just spent a week in Vegas. Uh, I go to Vegas every year for March Madness, man. Uh, it's a tradition of mine. Uh, I just spent some time out there with some friends and family and, uh, yeah, I had a good week. I had a nice little 14% ROI, which I'll take. Uh, it took a lot of work, but uh, all I really care about is the first two rounds. Uh, I, don't, I don't really – I had a bracket. Yeah, it's busted like everybody else's. I think I had Houston, Bama, but I, I don't care too much about that. All I care about is who covers the spreads in weeks one and two, and, uh, and uh, it was a good, fun week, and I got to do a little IndyCar – Every year I go around, hit a couple sports books up, and I ask, uh, you know, I have some friends out there over the years, some sports book directors, and I always kind of say, hey, you got any IndyCar odds for me? And and I usually get laughed at, and they said, no, we're not we're not putting those up. Uh, but this year, actually, I, I'll be honest, I was pleasantly surprised. All of the all of the apps, uh, MGM, Zap, um, Resorts World, Hilton's app, um, the Superbook, Circa's app, or Westgate's app, the Circa app, uh, they all had Indy 500 and IndyCar Championship odds available to bet. So I did place a couple bets. I found some good numbers. I added to uh, added Pat Ward at 7-1 to one for the championship. 7-1 um, to one is way better than you, you see in uh, Indiana or, and, or any other places. I found that on BetMGM's app in Nevada. Every state's going to be a little bit different. And uh, and then I added Dixon at seven to one for the five hundred, which was that's really based on the number. Like he's five to one everywhere else. I said I'll I'll add seven to one because the five hundred is really like the Christmas of any car betting. That's where uh, you know we get the most bets, the most props. Knock on wood, we'll have all that again this year. So uh, I always have the most money invested five hundred, which has been really good. Last couple of years, we we gave out a lot of winners on this show last year. Gave out a ton of winners on burnout bets. So. So yeah, man, bracket brackets busted, but the wallet's padded. So that's really all I care about. That's good. How uh, how much money did you put on Florida Atlantic? I know you had them in your final four, obviously. Oh man, I got a good Florida Atlantic story, and, I'm, and we were just talking about this uh, a second ago. I have a cousin that lives out there. He's a ticket writer at one of the sports books, and uh, he has a basketball model. And we showed up on Wednesday night, and he's like. I got FAU in the final four. FAU is going to the final four. I'm like, okay, cool, man, whatever. Like, all right, we'll bet on them. So we bet on them first round. We made money. We bet on them second round. We made money. And then, uh, you know, I figured that was it when they were going to meet them the next week. And I'm, I'm back, back home watching that. And uh, and uh, little did I know, he he bet uh, 35 to 1 that they'd make the final four. So, uh, wow. so he had a nice little couple. Th- he only put, I think, 20 bucks on it. He's He's like I said, he's a ticket writer. Uh, so uh, I'm kicking myself because I could have easily thrown, you know, 25, 50, 100 bucks on that. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't listen to him. He has a he has a model he uses. And in the years past, it's been right. It's been wrong. But uh, uh, yeah, he spit out FAU, cashed a 35 to one ticket. Um, that is a nice little cash. Um, and he and he's raking in the money on FAU. So I missed I missed the mid- I, I hit some of that boat, but missed the majority of it. I definitely did not get a 35 to one, which, which would have been, that would have paid for the trip, which would have been pretty sweet. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, Florida Atlantic's coach is from uh, Indiana. He uh, grew up in, down in Greene County. So uh, I'll be rooting for him this weekend, along with uh, Miami, who's got a, uh, got a player that comes hails from LC, which is out on the uh, northeast side of uh, Indianapolis here. So, but uh, glad to hear you had a great time out in Vegas. Where'd you stay at? Did you stay with your friends and family, or did you stay in? No, no. Uh, 
no, we stay at Resorts World Hilton. Have a, I'm a friends with a couple people that work out there, like I mentioned, and uh, so we get a good deal and we uh, we stay there at the brand new Resorts World. Great sports book, uh, beautiful TVs, beautiful setup, couches, services, great. Not too crowded, easy to make bets at. The app is good. You can bet live throughout the whole game. So uh, highly recommend. It doesn't get uh, as good a rap as uh, Circus Sportsbook downtown. It's beautiful. I, mean, I it's, love that place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an eye to behold. But during March Madness, it's it's you know it's a zoo. Uh, so Resorts World is is just equally as you know it's it's crowded, but just crowded enough. Like I don't you don't gotta wait in lines. You can. You can eat good food, drink good drinks, and uh, you got some really good TV sound going. So, highly recommend the sports book at Resorts World and Hilton for anybody. Well, Josh, if we ever make it out to Vegas, we know who to name drop. So, uh, keep that. Uh, keep that. In mind. You guys, let me know. I'll make sure you get taken care of out there. Oh, all right. Uh, we have a race this weekend. Believe it or not, it's been a, a few weeks, uh, Mike, since uh, we've uh, had cars on the track, but uh, uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, the first uh, speedway of of the year, um, you know. You look at all the favorites from you know last year with with Joseph Newgarden edging out his teammate right there at the end. Uh, Scott Dixon uh, Pato Award. Uh, what are some of your thoughts? I know you know we talked a little bit today that the lines haven't came out yet, and uh, I said, "Damn those bookies!" But uh, you know, who are some of the people that you're you're keeping your eye on this week? Yeah. So looking ahead to this race, obviously we got no we have no lines yet. Um, Thursday, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, Texas, I have a theory going that um, we need the races to be in the states that have sports betting legalized um, to get some of these odds. Um, obviously, Florida, it's not. So that that explains a little bit of what we saw at St. Pete, having no lines until, uh, gosh, was it Saturday? I think we had to wait for it. And we really only got outrights and top threes. Uh, no matchups, no top fives, none of that stuff, no props. Uh, besides like odd even card number but um so i think we're probably not going to see odds again until friday saturday but um looking back on what we saw last year i mean for me handicapping this race you know i think it's pretty i got my my biggest eye is on as on pato award um uh i I'll, i don't know the exact stat uh if you check out burnout sports uh on twitter tony tweeted it out on uh awards got some some seriously good history on ovals um, as far as his finishes go. Uh, he was the only guy I think that it's going to contend with Penske. So I think it's either uh, you're either betting the Pens any three of the Penske cars. Um, I'd probably pick the two at the longest odds. So if Newgarden was the favorite, I'd bet Scott and Will. If if Scott's the favorite, I'd bet Newgarden and Will and probably pair it up with Pato and that's probably my betting card right then and there. I don't, I don't know. You know, I still have some more research to do. I haven't looked at all the, the stats and I just saw something out from Eric Smith talking about how NASCAR trucks are going to be there and the rubber might be a problem. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't know that until about, about a minute ago. So look, I guarantee you the sports books don't know that. Um, if I wasn't, if I was included on it, um, I guarantee you the sports books aren't paying attention. So if that's going to make a difference, um, keep an, keep an eye out, keep an ear out. I'm sure it'll be talked about on social media. I'm sure the drivers will be having conversations about it. Um, so I'll take that information and use it to my advantage if it's something that we can capitalize on. Maybe if, if somebody's got a better idea on tire management um, and maybe look at some past races on, on guys that have done that. But, you know, Joseph's probably the favorite, followed by McLaughlin, maybe then Award, then probably Power, then Dixon. I, I my, That's my guess on the betting board. Um, but, yeah, I, it's to me it's – Award in Penske cars. That's what I'll probably be betting on. Yeah, I think that's you know the consensus that me and Josh came to is uh, you know how right now how can you bet against Penske um, and and the success that uh, that Pato Award has had uh, lately and and someone else I think that uh, may have a little bit of success on Sunday Scott Dixon look at his track record uh, at Texas uh, but uh, one person I you left out that I think uh, you know is on a little bit of a roll obviously uh, winner of the five hundred. Um, and then winner at St. Pete, uh, Marcus Erickson. Do you think he's going to, you know, maybe backtrack a, a little bit on on this uh, super speedway, or is he going to continue to uh, to roll like he did at the 500? Yeah, I hope so because I have a big bet on him not winning two races, and that's not <laughs> off to a good start. Uh, but it ain't over till it ain't over till it's over. So uh, I don't know. I'm probably biased. I'm not the best. Uh, I will, uh, I did see that, you know, he did have a nice race last year at, at, at Texas. I don't, I expect him to be up there as well again. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'll have to decide how big his number is. I might fade uh, or I might bet that just to kind of cover myself on my under two two wins now that he's already got one, which I wasn't planning on having to do at all this year. Uh, but now that's I think that depends on, you know, what what you have bet already. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep an eye on practice times, see if he's fast. We'll, we'll, you know, that's again, that's all part about just like watching, listening and doing the research, seeing what your eyes see. Um, you know, the sports books obviously don't care too much about any car, unfortunately. Um, maybe one day it'll be, you know, the NFL today just announced they're going to have kiosks in every, every stadium, you know, so I'm waiting for the day where like during a caution, I can run down behind the grandstand and I have a kiosk there from like bet MGM or Caesars and I can go ahead and live bet a race. Uh, you know, we're probably all like old geezers by the time that happens, but, and our kids are going to be doing it, but, uh. But hey, but uh, yeah, so Erickson, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll watch. And that's kind of just a, a hedge against my other bet. Uh, Mike, next time I see the uh, the captain out at the IMS, I'll mention that to him and see how far how far that uh, that gets. But um, I, I was uh, trying to twist the arm of a couple of uh, let's just call them higher ups at IMS uh, at St. Pete that I ran into uh, with Tony. And, uh, you know, they, they they're interested, but. It's I don't know. It's going to have to come from probably Mr. Penske himself. All right. Well, like I said, I'll I'll pull my weight, and next time I run into the captain, I'll I'll mention that to him. But uh, right. uh, you know, uh, Josh talked about one of the uh, rookies that he's going to be keeping his eye on on Sunday, uh, Stingray Rob. I think one of the coolest names in racing. Uh, what's your uh, thought on the the rookie class this year? Uh, how are they going to stack up? Uh, potentially being maybe their first time at Texas. Uh, always fade all rookies on super speedways is my, is my credo when it comes to betting. So if I get any sort of matchup, like, uh, it's like, it's like gold. I made some of my biggest bets I've ever won. Uh, uh, believe it or not, Marco Andretti used to get paired up against some rookies back in the day. And Marco was the greatest guy. Cause he would just kind of roll around in the middle never do anything crazy, never fast, never slow. wouldn't crash, uh, his dad's car. Uh, but he'd always beat the rookies who would either crash or be at the back. So, I think these there's a learning curve, uh, in my opinion, on the super speedways. It makes logical sense too. Like, I'm sure they're a, a little freaked out um, going 220 on a super speedway. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking. Like, if we get matchups and I see any sort of matchup, Graham Ray Hall in the past used to get paired up with some rookies. If the you know if any kind of veteran doesn't qualify well, and the sports books just happen to pair it up with a Stingray or uh, or Marcus or any of those Armstrong, like any of those dudes. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big time. That's like a, a couple unit bet um, in a matchup. Uh, Josh, anything you want to uh, you want to bring here uh, for uh, for betting this weekend? Um, I mean, I'll be betting this weekend. I'll try to find as best odds as I can. I mean, uh, <clears throat> you're the you're the man. You're the Mike. You're the man about this. I'm li just listening to you. I know more about all the other sports. Uh, hopefully, we get more odds and uh, more. Maybe we get matchups this weekend. Maybe maybe the first weekend, just the sports books were uh, we're holding out to see see how it went. But uh, hopefully, maybe we get more uh, more matchups. And uh, can't wait for this weekend. Uh, throw a couple uh, couple shillings down, a couple shekels on a driver or two. Uh, You've now made me rethink my uh, my prediction that Rob, Stingray Rob is going to be a top ten, but uh, you know, in my heart of heart, I I hope I hope that a rookie can do something at this track. Well, top, look, hey, top ten, like don't bet him to win. I'll tell you that. Uh, I wouldn't even bet him in top three because, but uh, top ten, you probably still get some good odds. You might even get double digits, uh, ten to fifteen to one on a top 10 uh, for him. Um, and it's not out of the question. The cool part about betting ovals, it's not like our, our road and street courses where, you know, pretty much the winner is going to come from your top three, top five qualifiers. Um, you know, you don't, you don't have to qualify well at an oval. You can qualify 10th, 11th, have a bad lap uh, and easily move through the field. Same thing goes for matchups. Like you don't have to worry about grid position. The sports books are going to price the matchups by grid position. Um, and obviously in a road course and a street course, that matters uh, a lot. Obviously, if you've got a matchup with a guy starting 10th versus 20th, uh, give me the guy starting 10th every day of the week. Um, you know, but when there's a guy starting 10th and 20th on an oval, especially a, a, a super speedway oval and a longer race, like that's no big deal. Like there's plenty of time to, these guys are going to be mowing through the field. We've seen that before. There'll be a ton of passing. You got to watch out for that too. Uh, 
you know, sometimes in some of these shorter ovals, you have to watch out. You, the drivers will tell you in the in the practice comments and in the and in some of the 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 interviews after Friday practice and Saturday practice that like, hey, we, there's only one line, or hey, we only you know we don't have two lines to work with here. There's no high line. There's no low line. So you know, pay attention, use the information you got, and then you know, fingers crossed. Like I would always tell you, like option one is always bet matchups. If you want to make money, you got to bet matchups. You want to make you know, and then after that, you know, keep your eye on the top fives, top threes. And then, you know, you could sprinkle, you know, 25% of, of uh, your allocated budget towards some outright cards, but it's hard to pick winners, but it's not that, so it gets a lot easier. You know, I, I made most of my IndyCar money betting Scott Dixon top threes for the last 10 years. So, and you know, probably another weekend here, I'll do it again. Do you think the trucks racing there the night before is going to affect the, uh, affect the drivers that much? You know they're gonna go out and have uh, have they're gonna go out and have practice, and then they're then those trucks are gonna go out there and uh, tear up that track a little bit. You know, driving around, which I think it's kind of weird that there's na there's NASCAR event happening on the same track as an Indy car. I know it happens here in Indy. It happened last year and maybe the last two years, but just for the trucks to be there and Indy car, that just sounds like a that just sounds weird. Yeah, it does sound weird. I'm with you. I, honestly, I didn't even know about that till a little while ago. I was doing some when I was checking sportsbook odds, trying to see if we had any numbers before coming on the on the push to pass podcast here. Um, but uh, maybe I, again, like that's where we have an advantage. Like I guarantee you, there's no the guy, the traders that are setting the lines for the IndyCar race uh, are not. They probably they are not paying attention to the fact that. There are trucks running Goodyear rubber versus the IndyCar Firestone rubber. They they don't like they don't know that. They're just trying to set some numbers that so they don't get crushed um, and 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 get taken to the house um, on an IndyCar race, which they're going to have low limits anyways. But um, so you can use we can use that to our advantage. So I have no idea if it's going to make a difference. Dixon kind of just said on on in a video I watched a second ago that you know he he did say it could be a concern. That they'll have to wait and see and, and it can get a little dicey out there so if all of a sudden we see a couple cars in the wall in practice like that's that's a red flag and that would change the way i decide to bet the race um you know based on based on what we see in in friday and saturday going into sunday mike i know it's probably going to be a, a few days potentially before we get uh, we get some lines uh, but where can uh, where can people find you so you can uh, give that information out and then uh, anything planned this weekend uh, between you and Tony uh, for having a uh, Twitter Spaces? Uh, I'm sure Tony and I are going to do something. We might do there might be an IndyCar show. Honestly, we haven't we haven't talked about that just yet. We're just kind of playing the waiting game for who's going to post lines first. Uh, you can follow me at at, at Indy underscore bet. Um, I usually tag out burnout bets in all of my tweets, um, and, and pretty much I only tweet about. Indy car betting. I try to stay in my lane uh, when it comes to that. So uh, yeah, man, you can keep an eye on Twitter. I'll post the odds as soon as I see them. If we're lucky, maybe it's tomorrow night. If not, hopefully Thursday. If not, we're going to, you know, you'll, we'll play the waiting game until we, we see something. Maybe it's after the first practice, but uh, yeah. So follow me on, on Twitter. That's where everything goes. And, and uh, hopefully we can get some opportunities to make some money this week. Yeah, absolutely. Need to uh, make up. Uh, some of us do need to make up for that uh, NCAA tournament bracket that uh, went to hell in a handbasket uh, the first day. But uh, uh, Mike, as always, uh, hey, huge Mike, thank hang you. On, hang on, Derek. Before I let you go, I do want to let you know I want to bet today. Uh, I put I bet the over on the Wings and uh, Penguins game. It was over six. The Red Wings scored seven themselves. I scored a two hundred dollar win on that one. Very nice. I'm a bit man. I'm a big hockey better. Uh, I enjoy betting hockey. I enjoy uh, I enjoy uh, going to hockey games here in Tampa. I'm a big Lightning fan, so uh, I always have a little action on the game. I got a couple of bets I love, but yeah, six six is always an automatic over. Seven is always an automatic under uh, for me in, in hockey. Hockey's a, hockey's a fun sport to bet. So uh, nice job. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was very skeptical until I saw that uh, at 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 the end of the first period that uh, they had six six already. That's that is, that is the best way to win it over, right? That right then and there. Oh yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. We appreciate what you're doing. Go ahead, Derek. Derek, you're on mute. I just see if you're paying attention. Um, uh, Mike, as always, a huge thank you for uh, joining us and uh, look forward to seeing uh, the uh, the lines that are put out this weekend and uh, a week from now seeing uh, how much money you made, everyone.
All right, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. Bye. Yeah, you too. Go check Mike out, like we said, at uh, Burnout Sports, uh, Burnout Bets, and then at uh, Indy underscore bet uh, for uh, all your uh, betting needs uh, this weekend. So uh, with that being said, Josh, we are going to wrap up uh, episode number 19 of the Ooh, Push to Pass podcast. 19, yep. Uh, anything else that you want to add before we get to a special sneak preview, uh, if you have not seen it, of 100 Days of Indy? Nope, not really. Just waiting. Uh, can't wait till this race on uh, Sunday. It's going to be an exciting time. Can't wait. Going to play some bets. Going to pop my popcorn, pour the caramel over it, and just have a good old time. Also, uh, get together, watch some WrestleMania this weekend. Yep, I uh, cannot forget uh, the uh, two-night uh, extravaganza that is uh, WrestleMania, so uh, check that out. And then uh, uh, high noon there in uh, the great state of Texas, the PPG 375 from the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, so that does it again for uh, for Push to Pass. Uh, we'll be back in about a one week's time uh, to review uh, what we uh, were going to witness there on Sunday, so hopefully uh, you'll be able to join us then. Uh, for De for uh, Josh Roberts, I am Derek Vance, and that does it uh, for this week's episode. Again, we are going to leave you with a sneak peek of 100 Days to Indy. So long, everybody. Bye-bye. The Indianapolis 500 is our mecca. It's our, our Super Bowl. It's the largest single-day sporting event in the world, so it's a crowd like no other. It's a very tough race to win. I still have butterflies, still get nervous before the start. This place chooses the winner every time, and you've got to earn it. It's going to be a great day. Let's be part of history. The Indy 500 is the one event in the world that can take your name to an entirely new level. Uh, it's dangerous, but that's the thrill of it as well. The Indy car is just so, so competitive. You make one little mistake, there are 26 other cars out there, and they will beat you. For 17 races, we've got to go out and do our job. I'll do like anything to win the 500. I think this season is going to be tough. Real tough. I get to drive race cars for a living, which I think is every man's dream, bro. Win the championship, win the 500. Those are the main goals always. We've actually had a very poor performance at the Indy 500. It's unacceptable. We are red flag. We are, we're risking our lives, but it's what we want to do. It's what we love. Let's go. Let's go. I just want to beat every out there. I don't care. They should try a lot.